1: This This. is the Porpoise Pod. Pod. It's a podcast with a purpose. All dolphins, all the time. Touchdown! Now, here's your host, Brendan Tobin and Alejandro Solana. Welcome on in, everybody, to another edition of the Porpoise Pod. Brendan Tobin here alongside my co-host, Alejandro Solana. What's going on, man? How are you? Miss you, Tobes? Yeah, man, I know it's been busy times, busy times. Football officially has come to an end. We live in a world where uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they win the Super Bowl yet again. Uh, They got to do it without Tyreek Hill. But, you know, in a lot of ways, Solana, I feel like we won the fun Super Bowl because Tyreek Hill was oodles of fun this year.
0: I agree. I agree. How were the Chiefs better without Tyreek Hill, though? Like, can you explain that one to me?
1: I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I I mean, with them, they won a Super Bowl. Without, they did. So, you know, I guess they're equally as good. They I just guess, figured yeah. it out. I guess. You know, I mean, they did get a hell, you know, Juju uh, uh, Smith-Schuster got a little help with the, uh, the call there at the end. But, you know, they're good. Nobody denied that they were good. I think the yeah. thing that was weird, the most weird about all of it, was how sensitive they got about Tyreek Hill just being fired up with being in a new situation. But, you know... Good for them, you know. I, look, it's better than Philadelphia being happy in my mind.
0: Oh, I'm I'm with you, man. Oh, I, I couldn't I couldn't take these uh these cheese steak lovers celebrating another Super Bowl. I, the, I couldn't take it.
1: Really annoying. Really annoying city. Really annoying fan base. You know, they do that stupid bird thing where they squawk. We're not doing nature calls here. It's enough already.
0: Yeah, but also, I mean, the Chiefs with the stupid war chant. I yeah. mean. Uh, like who? I put are that you? in
1: their pocket enough. Who are you, F- Florida State? You know where are we? Dope Campbell. Also, it's like you know Travis Kelsey. Get over it, dude. Who? I mean, oh, we were doubted. Nobody was doubting you. What the hell was that? All Maybe about? you got some self esteem issues. That the the Kelsey Bowl more like in your feelings bowl. He he. Literally, first of
0: all, they're interviewing Patrick Mahomes. They're not interviewing you, Travis Kelsey. Let's start there, and then. Net one of you picked us to win the super bowl like bro you were 13 and 3 you you were the number one overall seed in the afc
1: who like who wasn't picking you to win the super bowl everybody thought like tyree kill was coming here and was going to be an afterthought like nobody thought the chiefs were going to be in trouble without tyree kill at all so uh that's over but the good news is days later fangs up vic fangio officially uh is announced as the Dolphins' defensive coordinator after a a long saga that was, you know, official, then unofficial, then he was taking new interviews, then now he was going to sign on, but he had some weird side gig with the Eagles that he was taking on. I don't know what the hell that was. That was weird.
0: This one's tough for us, right? Because both you and I are on the record of kind of being overfangs for a little bit because – he had the interview and he makes everybody seem in Miami like it's a done deal. And then he wants to start texting reporters like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I didn't commit to anything yet. Then he's lining up interviews with the Eagles and the Panthers and who knows who else. And then it was like, all right, I'm going to announce after the Super Bowl. But then a day came and another day came and he didn't announce after the Super Bowl. So we were both kind of on on the record of saying like enough with this Fangs guy. But now... Fangs up. I'm with you. Let's go. I'm it's all fang-
1: in. Look, it is Fangs up. Only Fangs is officially open for business, but he has got... Uh, you You burned your honeymoon phase, Fangio. All right. I want to hit the ground running with you making this the best defense in the league because that whole little flirtation and that little attention show, that is worthy of a star. So what you're telling me is this whole dog and pony show that you put us through, this glass case of emotions, I better get results right away. Chop, chop. That's how it better go. I'm best
0: defense you. best defense in preseason that's what i, I, I want to see the highest rated preseason defense and then you know maybe i'll be all in on this fangio
1: yeah i'm uh i think he's getting introduced on monday is yeah. uh, supposed i mean 11am i think is the press conference i really don't care about his press conference you better really? you know honestly no just get in the lab and shut people down that's what i want <laughs> he's not going to do a better press conference than me i mean like you know so what, what he, have you ever heard McFangio speak? I just imagine, like, he's just shutting down defense in the middle of chewing glass.
0: Just, like, real rugged. Yeah. Like, he's just in the middle of a conversation. He'll just yell out, 3-4. Yep, pretty just, much. Just everything's about the defense. Hey, hey, Fangio, how about you make this Noah Igbenogany not a, a, a bust? How about that? Like, let's no. start setting... Some some pretty tough uh, standards for Vic Fangio.
1: I'll be happy if you could just get Bradley Chubb uh, to be the guy that we thought they gave up a first-round pick for and an $100 million for. That I'll take for. I mean, like I'm not expecting miracles.
0: Actually touch the quarterback so we don't have to talk about pressures with Bradley right. Chubb.
1: Yeah. If you can get Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips to be like the most dynamic pass rush duo in the league, now we're talking fangs. That's That's what I'm really talking about. I, and I am curious, like, what uh Mike McDaniel – I wonder if Mike – see, if Mike McDaniel is going to talk about Fangs, that I'd be into because I feel like he would be a hoot talking about what an old-timer he is.
0: What, what do you think about this whole thing? Because I know you and I had talked about it a couple of weeks ago when the Fangs news kind of first broke, and then Crowder has been doing this whole song and dance about, well, now you've got the guy who's the young, exciting head coach, and then he can worry about the offense. And now you bring in the veteran – to worry about the defense. And it's almost like you have two head coaches. How do you feel about that whole dynamic people are kind of placing now where not that McDaniel is going to give up some of his prestige. I don't think it's going to work like that. But the fact that like McDaniel can look over to the sideline and have a trustworthy veteran uh, companion to rely on, because I I I think it's a load of crap to be a hundred percent. I
1: I get the whole point of having somebody with some more experience, but like, this guy was in the league for a hundred years before he became a head coach, and then he wasn't good at it. So I think it's just good that you have like run your offense, Fangs. You- you're not in charge, all right? O- old McCoaching is the is 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 the man and, and he's beloved. Because I think you saw this, I saw this the other day. We were at uh, at Heat Nuggets. This-, this this guy's a man of the people. He is beloved, this Mike McDaniel. He was hobnobbing, he was shaking hands, he was doing selfies with everybody. Solana, I I was sitting. You Know I, I, where, where I sit, Mike McDaniel was at like row four, but I could look right down to where he was.
0: You were stalking him the whole time,
1: whole time, dude. That's what I was obsessed <laughs> with. I was told by uh by a source in the building, Hey, Mike McDaniel's here. Immediately, I go search and search for him. He's hanging out with Chris Quinn. Yeah, I have
0: what to- was that all about with Quinny the whole time? This guy, I don't, know. Guy. I don't coach- know. Chris Quinn missed the pregame meeting, uh, in the locker room because he was chopping it up with coach, uh, with McCoachin.
1: I think Chris Quinn was feeling froggy because he drew up that inbounds play for the Jimmy Butler dunk a couple games sure. ago. Yeah. So I had to get the the non-creepy angle of like, hey, I'm stalking you guys, but I don't want you to know because I got a pretty good zoom on my camera. Uh, I, I think it was pretty awkward because I just literally circled everybody and basically got to the other side of the court and realized that oh, that was just the best angle. This lady just had to move out of the way. And uh, then after that, he was hanging out with his two broskies. I don't know who those guys were. But it's funny because it's like you're seeing this guy in the wild and it's like, yeah, he's just a he's just a guy. You know, he's he's fairly young, just enjoying himself. You know, he's in, he's loving the music. People are coming up to him. You know, heat officials, cops, uh, fans, everybody's ah shaking the hands of the man himself.
0: I love the fact that he, he they showed him on the Jumbotron and, and the Dolphins and the Heat both reposted the video. So if you haven't seen it, you definitely should check it out. And he throws up the fins up. And then they kind of left him up there and he he starts doing like a fist bump almost. I never would have bet in a million years. He was jumbotron hype guy.
1: Really? I I picture him exactly like that. Like, I think that he, (laughs) yeah, he's just, he, he, he has to, it's one of those things. Like he's very much uses funny to get out of awkward. And that's what it is. Like, he's just one of these guys where like, all right, is this a weird situation? How can I how can I make the jokey joke to get out of this and make it funny? And that's what it was. So he was just getting the crowd fired up. I saw Will Manso was questioning his loyalties, saying, "Oh, is he a Nuggets fan because he's from Colorado?" No. In fact, he threw on the Heat jersey that they gave him and was taking pictures with the jersey on. He's a Heat lifer, and him and Spo BFF. He's
0: he's too smart after what was it a, a five game losing streak, Tobin, to be out there and say I'm rooting for the Nuggets. I mean. No. I mean, you made the playoffs, uh, McDaniel, but you know I, I don't think we're giving you enough leeway. Five game losing streak to end the season. Uh, if you're out there rooting for Jokic and the Nuggets kicking our asses in Miami,
1: I tell you what, though, like Spo loves him. Spo was like he, he was late for his press conference, and then Eric Spoelstra was like, I'd rather be talking Dolphins football. He you don't was. Have to, I mean, they, they, would, me.
0: they were I, tell me. I mean, chatting it up. Forty-minute conversation between these yeah. two. I didn't get home till two thirty in the morning because I was waiting for Spo to talk uh, after the game. I
1: was—we we were all wondering, "Hey, where's Spo?" And then, like, we walk out to go to the locker room, even though there's really no point because Jimmy Butler wasn't going to talk, and everybody else was coming to the podium. So we all walk, and then there's just Spo and McCoach and just just chatting. Chris Quinn was there too, and then uh, his friends. But you know, just a couple meeting of the minds. I love I love seeing it. Didn't Spo go to?
0: Dolphins training camp earlier mm-hmm. this year. If I he, he did right, like and yeah, and was it, talked
1: I, about? I think Tyreek Hill was pestering him for tickets. <laughs> I don't think I've seen Tyreek Hill at a game this year. Have you? Did he go to any no. games this year? No, which is is, is surprising because
0: who was it that was at every game? Was it Melvin Ingram? Melvin uh, Ingram
1: against great seats, like right next to the Heat bench.
0: Melvin Ingram had the plug at Miami Dade Arena, so I'm surprised. Like him and Ty- Tyreek wasn't just like, yeah, I'm coming. Tyreek though, I think he's working for a ten day because Tyreek Hill. Is like at um, uh, this this indoor basketball gym. It's like an open gym, and they do tournaments or whatever. It's a league in Miami, and he's out there all the time. And he tweeted a couple days ago, like, "I'm a hooper" or some something like that. I don't remember exactly what he tweeted, but he was saying he's a hooper.
1: He is. Uh, I don't know if you've seen what he's changed his insta uh, his Twitter bio to, but uh, his new bio says, "Soul Runner," his company. Right. Twitter's biggest instigator of 2023. And so he's just commenting on everything, including this wonderful beef that happened over the weekend between AJ Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. And you just basically had uh, Tyreek Hill adding people. He's adding James Bradbury. <laughs> he's just trying to get people uh, in trouble and get them involved in all of this stuff. So he is just taken to being just a, just a bleepster. That's, that's what he's up to right now.
0: I love that. Twitter's biggest instigator, definitely yep. the NFL's biggest instigator. I mean, what what a joke of a beef, by the way. The whole thing is is so stupid to me. But I love the fact that Tyreek just meddling. You know, he's trying to just
1: pushing he, buttons. Yeah, I you know, it. Juju's got his ring, and he's like, you know what? But you you embarrassed yourself. You embarrassed yourself with uh with with trying to cry and whine because AJ Brown got uh, got upset. Yeah, he got he got he got very upset. And so, uh, Tyreek Hill was just having some fun, and and you know I think it's good. You know, like Tyreek Hill, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are trying to like mock him and say, "Oh, see, we did it without you." That guy doesn't care. He lives in a great city. He's making oodles of money. He uh, he broke a franchise record this year. Yeah, he want, who says he won't win a Super Bowl? They're on their way. they were on their way. I mean, this guy already has the ring. He has the hardware, Tobin. He does. Came down here.
0: He got paid. He's a face of a franchise. He gets to live in South Florida. I mean, uh, what, you think Tyreek kills sweating it because Mahomes had to play on a broken ankle to win
1: a Super Bowl? Huh, he's good. Yeah. You First of all, he still has to live in Kansas City. And second of all, he doesn't have an annoying TikTok brother. So I think, I think somebody's winning in life. <laughs> what you know? happened to Jackson Mahomes, by the way?
0: Like, I haven't seen anything about him.
1: I think he like did some stupid dance behind Patrick Mahomes, but I, I, think, I, saw he's kinda, that, I but, think he's kind. I think he's losing his luster a little bit.
0: There was like that was like two seconds, and then somebody just moved him out of the way. But I mean, usually, especially on, on, on the way to a Super Bowl run, I mean, Jackson Mahomes is everywhere, and I I didn't see I didn't see a single video about him. Nobody mocking him. Like it almost didn't feel like the Super Bowl.
1: I know, well, him and then uh, Mrs. Mahomes is also she annoys a lot yeah. of people on Twitter. I don't feel like I've yeah. seen her either, so I don't know. Maybe Patrick Mahomes got a got a handle of his crew, and he said, "Hey, can you guys stop being annoying? I'm pretty beloved. <laughs> you guys are ruining this for me." You, you know, you see Giselle Boonchin out here spraying champagne on the other people. It was like the only
0: downside to Patrick Mahomes. It really his was. Brother, his brother and his wife. You, yeah. you can't hate. You can't hate the guy.
1: It's he's impossible. He's, he's got a he's funny so voice, delightful. and he's and he's so fun to watch. Yeah. So, all right, we'll take a quick break here on the Porpoise Pod. Other stuff to get to, uh, some fodder for the offseason. We'll be back with more on uh, the Porpoise Pod swims on it for this. Porpoise Pod swimming on here, Tobin and Solana, as we are in the midst of the offseason and uh, getting ready to see what the Dolphins do to gear up for their Super Bowl run for next season. Uh, but we did get some big news, Solana, since we have last potted uh, a legend, Zach Thomas, He is uh, going into the Hall of Fame a long time coming for for Zach. Uh, I know you guys had him on uh, on your show this week, but uh, I was honestly I'm not surprised that he is in the Hall of Fame. I was surprised that he got in with this class. I thought this was a very stacked class. He's been on the cutting room floor a lot of years in a row and seeing some of the names that were here. I was worried that he was once again going to get squeezed out. But he finally gets in. It's been a long time. Well-deserved, as classy an individual as it gets. And, you know, you're talking now about the two legends of the late 90s, 2000s with him and JT now enshrined together. They got put in the uh, the Ring of Honor together. They're now going to be in the Hall of Fame together. Uh, How happy were you for Zach?
0: I mean, bro, I was like, to me, I mean, Tobin, growing up, Jason Taylor, 99, and 54, Zach Thomas. Those are the two guys that you rooted for. And like Sam Madison was awesome. Patrick Sertan was awesome too. Like the whole defense was awesome. But bro, I mean, I was like eight years old when Zach Thomas like was in his prime. And that's when I started gravitating to uh, to sports. So for me, like he was everything growing up, especially as a Dolphins fan. You're going to root for that bum offense, you know, oh rooting God. for Jay Fiedler or uh, Cleo Lemon. No, I mean, you're, you're rooting for, for the defense and Zach and, and JT. So uh, that, like, bro, I was so hyped when he got in. I was with you. I thought this was just going to be another year where he wasn't going to get in. Um, but uh, when he came on our show, something made me, that something he said made me love him even more. If It, it, it wasn't possible, I didn't think. So first of all, he told the story, Tobe. I don't know if you saw these videos. He told the story that Nick Saban tried to cuss him out or did cuss him out in front of the team in his first year, and he just torched him. And then he said he didn't really like Saban, hated Saban, and that Saban tried to trade him, which is why he <laughs> made his life hell. Listen, you, you 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 don't like Nick Saban, you're okay in my book, first and foremost. I hate Nick Saban. And then how about this? When Bill Par- Parcells, that bum, cut Z- uh, Zach Thomas, Zach got a meeting with Bill Belichick. Belichick flew him up to New England. He wow. met with Belichick. And Belichick said, hey, like, we'd love to have you. And he said, I have to I have to sleep on it. He went home. Next morning, he woke up. He said, I can't play for the Patriots because, like, he knew it would torture Dolphins fans. And he also kind of threw a little jab at JT because he's like, I can't play for the Jets. Well,
1: and, they have a, they, they, and understandably, they have a, a bit of a complex uh, they do. past they after do. the career.
0: Absolutely. They do. So, bro, the fact that he would turn down an opportunity to play with Bill Belichick which, by the way, like he's 34, 35 years old, doesn't have a ring. He easily could have gone to New England for sure. Piggy backed off of Brady, probably won a ring, and played under a defensive mastermind in Bill Belichick. But yep. he loved this organization, this city, and appreciated Dolphins fans so much. He knew that if he played for a division rival, it would just it would crush Dolphins fans, and and he refused to do it because of that. I mean, that's goaded, in my opinion. Like, Zach Thomas, like, he, for me, he's the greatest Dolphin of all time. For me, wow. personally, I know I know he's not. You put him like,
1: above Marino and you put him above JT.
0: I know he's not. Like, I know if you but actually he's your guy. went through the ranking, right? But just for me, that story to me, as a Dolphins fan, catapults him. That's
1: Goosey's, dude. That is right Goosies. to the top.
0: Right to the top. He's also,
1: you know, it's a fascinating thing with, with Zach because he's the lone legend that doesn't feel like he's around the organization very much. Right. Because, you know, JT was a broadcaster for a while. Dan is around it at every practice. He's, you know, in QB meetings, he's basically got a role with the team. He's in every box with Garfinkel. Even Zonka seems like he makes like a seasonal trip. I don't feel like Zach is been with the organization. I think that's just him. Like, that's the thing that's pretty awesome about it is that, you know, this campaign or this this run to the hall of fame is was so organically built it felt like from outrage from dolphin fans and a couple of national pundits but you know a lot of these guys jt included you know got into the media did the uh you know had their their themselves out there joe thomas you know very good on the media he's very good at what he does but is like you know had a very had a lot of losing in his career so like was out in front. Everybody kind of knew Joe Thomas was out there. Tip of your tongue for everybody. Rondé Barber, same way. Zach's not. Zach's just like did his career and that was it. And 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 it's so it was so cool to see how moved he was from Jimmy giving him the news and and to know that like man that really hit home with him. And it, it just feel like it couldn't happen to a better dude like that one. Like, yeah. the Hall of Fame is, uh, you know, some people expect it. And, you know, I, I think for him, because it was such a slow roll and, and he told Dolphin fans, you don't have to worry anymore. You're fine. I'm fine. It's, it's fine there. So, you know, that the support that he got from the Dolphin fans really meant something to him. But couldn't have it to a nice dude. And, yeah, it's like, you know, whatever it was, you know, whatever he's going to do with the rest of his life, just enjoy it. I don't know. But, like, just to get this last piece this last uh, immortalization for his football career was really awesome
0: i mean he said uh, he is in some real estate and uh, he's coaching his kids i think he has like three or four kids he's coaching his kids soccer team so he's learning defense the 442 formation like you know uh, he just played his career earned a ton of money and decided to to like go do his own thing right like not I feel like we expect some of these big-time athletes to to get into media or to kind of profit off of their, like, who they are, right? Their persona. But not everybody takes that approach. And he's just not somebody – Tobin, I mean, he doesn't do interviews.
1: No interviews, no social Nothing. media. Ever, ever. That's the thing that's crazy about it, though, dude. Like, think about a guy, you know, that is as good as he is and definitely, like, you know, probably could be thrown out there every year by the Dolphins and say, "Hey, Zach Thomas Day." Hey, yeah, you know, Zach Thomas, Zach Thomas shows, Zach Thomas, whatever. Yeah, like, but he doesn't. It's just been like he's been off, almost like a like a football samurai, just off, off into the distance. And you know, to to see him get this is really cool to get his shot. I can't wait for his speech. Definitely gonna cry.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. He's a crier. He's, oh, yeah. he's a crier. I mean, he saw Jimmy Johnson and the waterworks started. He's a crier. Uh, but but you know and Tobin that may have even hurt him right his lack of I, I'm not trying to say personality because clearly as a personality like a larger than life one but his his lack of um maybe just being around may have hurt him all these years getting into the Hall of Fame because he's somebody who you know he, he was undersized and he kind of had to like he nobody really knew who he was until, he blew up on the scene and, and became one of the best linebackers in the game. And then even then, like he wasn't somebody who was extremely outspoken in the media. He wasn't somebody who garnered like headlines, you know what I mean? And then after he retired, you just never heard from him again. So like that, that in itself could have, I'm not saying it did, but it definitely could have hurt him um, from, from, you know, likability out of Miami or, or just people knowing him fame wise, uh, enough to to put him into the hall of fame uh, a couple years earlier.
1: De- like it it definitely had a factor in it because you think about the other guys who played his position in that era, Ray Lewis and Erlacher. And I'm not saying those guys aren't deserving, but you think about the the national notoriety those guys have, you know, Erlacher was in, you know, tequila commercials and Entourage. Like he was very, very he was one of the faces of the league. Um, and I'm not even saying he was a better player. It's just a matter of fame. He was the linebacker for the bears. It's like one of those iconic positions, Ray Lewis, multiple time champion. Um, you know, very, very charismatic, very personable as far as like, you know, always Ray Rays like, what is Ray Lewis going to say? Ray Lewis is kind of crazy. You know, it's like, and, and so, yeah, I definitely think that played a factor, but I think that's, that's part of what makes this awesome. He didn't go out of his comfort zone. He didn't go out of his lane to try and be anybody else, even if maybe that would have sped along the process, if that would have, you know, if Zach Thomas did do a year of NFL network, or if that did do it or did do a year of whatever to get himself out there, because it it, it certainly, I think would have been, you know, he's a smart enough guy to listen to. I mean, the guy is like a computer out there with, as far as breaking down what he sees out on the field, I'm sure he would have been great at it, but he didn't go that route. And, and I think that is the uh, that is it, it, his path to getting here is very, very Zach Thomas. It's very it's very reminiscent of the way he went about his business. It's very reminiscent of the way he's gone about his life since his career ended. And um, I think that's just why everybody has so much respect for him. And they do cherish uh, what he means to this franchise. And honestly, I hope that. You know, the Dolphins do a lot for him this year, honorary-wise. Whatever, uh, I'm sure that he's uh, going to get some kind of logo. Don't they put a logo with the uh, the Ring of Honor once you get that in there? Yeah,
0: I think they, they do, yeah. Yeah, they
1: need to do that, dude.
0: Um, is he a top-five Dolphin of all
1: time? <sighs> yeah, I think so. Like... Are you counting Shula? Do you count Shula in this list? Or does it have to be players?
0: No, players, players only. So the the obvious ones: Marino. Yep. Bob Greasy.
1: Yep. Zonk. Right? Zonk's numbers retired. Those are the three guys, aren't it? That actually have their numbers retired by the franchise. Yeah, Zonk. you're wavering on Zonk,
0: Marino. I, I that's tough because like anybody who was around for '72, like any 40 year old plus Dolphins fan, just wants to punch you in the face right now for wavering on Zonk. But
1: who do you put? Uh, who are you putting ahead? Of, like, do you want to put one of the Marx brothers there? Like JT? I think JT. I think those. Like, if you told me today your list was, if if you told me your list was Marino jt zach zonk and greasy i think that's a fine list i think that's an okay list i mean who, how who many, are
0: we missing like like larry little paul warfield yes,
1: yes. i mean there's right? so many guys so many guys from that 72 team you could go with and yeah. say that those are the dudes honestly if you told me it should be zonk or greasy i feel like it should go like, running was the, the the idea of that team even more so. And I know that's blaspheming to the great Bob Greasy, but, you know, if I had to, like, knock somebody off, I would probably knock off Bob Greasy as opposed to uh, a guy like Zonk. But, I, I no, I think that that's I, – I think, I think, Zach, if you're – I think the list does have to pretty much be – you have to be in the Hall of Fame, and that has to – that dictates who gets to be in the list.
0: All right, that's a solid list then. That That's an insane list, right? Yeah. Let's see. I, I pulled I pulled up a, a list here from SI. Wow, they have JT, number one Dolphin of all time.
1: I think that's fair. I mean, like, I get the, you know, J... J I, I can see the argument. Oh, for no. Him.
0: No, he's two. He's two. Marino's one. Sorry. Oh, yeah. It didn't load. It didn't load. No, I
1: think, I think Dan Marino... I, I can see the argument for JT. Marino should be number one. I think JT definitely has a number two argument. Yeah. Zonk is um,
0: three. Greasy's four. Who's five? Larry Little's five.
1: Larry Little's good, dude. Yeah.
0: Damn. Dwight Stevenson, six. This is SI.com, by the way. Uh oh, Nick Bonacani, seven. I don't
1: think he's cracking the top five, though.
0: I don't know. I'm I think I'm putting I'm putting Zach up there.
1: Uh, I think that Zach getting into the Hall of Fame definitely finally like solidifies his spot. Yeah. Like he deserves to be up there. Yeah, it kind of um, him for sure. I know that people will be, you know, from the seventies are would be like, ah, oh, come on, that, that, that was the winningest franchise of all time up until these two guys. But you know, you gotta have a blending of errors. I feel like we can't just go all the same people. It's like if I was gonna do a heat list and I just pick everybody from the Big Three era, that's no fun. Like you gotta you, you you gotta you gotta mix it up a little bit and so
0: oh, no, they I, wanna put Garo your in there? I mean what what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are we
1: doing? I one time got on the phone stuck on the phone with the Garo Your for a very long time at a champ sports. <laughs> Wait, what? I was trying to book him for I think I think it was Hawkman and Zaslow, or maybe it was Zaslow I don't know who, who was. And I said, Hey, can you get Gary premier on? And he was a chatterbox. <laughs> I mean, he would not let me off that phone.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Still peace, with us? Of no, he died. Oh, damn. Yeah, we lost him. I want to say like five years ago. Man, Garrow. Uh, let's see. When did he pass? Yeah, twenty fifth. Twenty? No. Twenty fifteen. Yeah, he passed away. There aren't many of
0: the uh, seventy-two team guys left because remember they honored them this year. And, yeah, fifty years. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there weren't. There weren't. Larry really Little and Larry
1: Zanka were kind of the faces of it. Yeah. Larry Little is probably the big argument there. Like, who's he kicking out? But you know, I think Larry knows. You know, offensive linemen they get the shorts. They get the short end, dude. I don't know what to tell you.
0: And let's let's be real though, Tobin. I mean, anybody was around for that era, they're gonna tell you the hardware immediately puts them up. Because as much as we love JT and Zach, like they they didn't win anything.
1: No, they didn't. They didn't. Like not, not a single thing. But so not their fault.
0: No, for sure. I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying they like they didn't they didn't win playoff games. What Jason Taylor won one playoff game in his career. 2000.
1: Yeah. They both have, I think they both have one, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. It's a crime really.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: It's a crime that those guys had so much, so many, so much losing around them. Uh, and that's, that's why, you know, your story from Zach Thomas makes him a real one that he wouldn't, yeah. that he wouldn't take the, 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 the cheap way out the, the Patriots. That's why I didn't want Tom Brady here. That's simply like, I don't want to, I don't want daddy Tom here. You know, so what if it's a free pass to the Super Bowl? I don't want it. I don't want a, a Patriots cousin ring.
0: Not for me. Want to earn it the hard way, baby. Yeah, the 2 away. With going through judo. Oh, dude. I, <laughs> I mean, feel like we, we didn't talk. There's so much no, we, we have didn't. to, no, to pork again. We got to pork again because, like, Derek, Derek Carr. We'll get into no. all things. Yeah,
1: we'll get into all things, too, the next time because uh, I was just breaking down his entire – His entire uh, Radio Row experience was was a podcast in itself. But I think this is good for today. We'll talk to you guys next time on the Porpoise Pod.